Six Nations. Two Kiwis. You're listening to the Six at Six special podcast with Pat Courtney and Brent Pope. With thanks to Honda. Power of Dreams. Exclusively on Radio Nova. Yes, and he's here, ladies and gentlemen, Brent Pope. Brent Pope, ladies and gentlemen, thank you. <laughs> Live and in person. <laughs> did you not see the hordes of the hordes I of? I did the cues of uh, uh, somewhat elderly people around <laughs> the uh, around the corner. It's the best I could muster at short notice. <laughs> I, know, yeah. I saw that. You know, <laughs> fans for rent was. <laughs> <laughs> or fans' parents, I think, maybe. Well, exactly. exactly. <laughs> looking forward to this one, Brent. This will be an easiest one. Easiest. Well, yeah, I'm looking forward for two reasons, because I'll uh, hook up again, hopefully, for a beer with my old sparring partner from RT, Conor O'Shea, of course, has took on the Italian job the Italian uh, a couple job. of years ago, and it's been uh, it's been tough for him. I, I saw a lot of improvements in the way they played last week in England. They were in that match for 55 minutes. Ireland, uh, Joe's made a few changes for this match to rest some of his key players. Um, he has that luxury, uh, but it'll be sticky enough for, for 40 or 50 minutes of that match. I mean, they've certainly come on leaps and bounds as far as their back play is concerned, and uh, they say they, you know, they're not as good away from home, of course, but... They, they don't have the personal hairdressers and everything when they're away from home, the well, Italians. They possibly, they possibly do, but, uh, but uh, some, of them, yeah. some of them look like they need it, don't they? But, uh, okay, well, Brent, we have to look back on what was going on last week <laughs> and what people were saying I last know. week. And Pat's panel is made up, at this stage anyway, of a representative from Connacht, one from Munster, and one from Leinster. And that's Alex. And last week, I asked Alex the absolutely obvious question... Who's going to win the Six Nations? Pat, if I'm completely honest with you, it's going to be Scotland this year. <laughs> don't! <laughs> I'm sorry, Alex. I don't think that's going to happen, and this was a dramatic turnaround in one week, but uh, oh, they were walloped. You know, I thought they would do a lot better. Obviously, we all did. Uh, Wales were probably the team of the weekend, let's face it. I mean, having so many injuries, uh, the brand of rugby they play, their offloading skills. Uh, Warren Gatlin got it right. I don't think they'll be quite as fortunate against England, of course, this weekend. But, I mean, Scotland were a disappointment. I think they were naive. Uh, they tried to play a kind of a Pro 14 Glasgow type of game. They didn't have a plan B. Uh, when it dictated that they needed to play the game tight, especially in, when Wales got off to, to such a, a flying start. They needed to tighten the game up. They needed to play territory possession. Instead, they tried to uh, run it from deep, tried to play this sort of all-embracing, expansive game that uh, Glasgow Warriors play, and it, and it just backfired on them. Did you notice too, Brent, they got really pissed off. Like They, they were bad-tempered. He's the face on Laidlaw there towards the, the end of the match. He's gnarly anyway. Is he, is he spiky? But, but you're right, as if they had this but, right. Yeah. You know, but Scotland looked really, really naive, and you had great hopes for them this year because they had a good autumn series and ran the All Blacks close, as we know, but when it doesn't go right for Scotland, they can tend to come a bit unstuck. I mean, they don't have that plan B I talked about, that ability maybe like Ireland have and England have to be able to go back to another plan that's going to work that game. But uh, say Wales, yeah, impressive. I mean, it's funny how things change. Already people are saying now, oh, Wales decide to beat, Wales decide to yeah, beat. But what will you give Scotland this weekend? A kick up the ass. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what the coach will be giving them as well. Six Nations, two Kiwis. The Six at Six with Pat Courtney and Brent Pope. With thanks to the all-new Honda Civic Diesel. Exclusively on Radio Nova. Are there lessons we can take from last weekend? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think that, uh, I think that you know, Ireland, yeah, didn't play particularly well, let's face it, apart from that uh, fantastic drop kick that had the, uh, the, whole, uh, the whole world talking. Other than that, 
Joe would be slightly worried about the 79 minutes before that, the way that uh, Ireland didn't make any line breaks. They didn't, uh, they couldn't seem to work out the French defence at times. They made their own defensive mistakes. Generally, I think, you know, a good return for, for Ireland would be to get to that last game against England, set up, you know, a championship, a, a Grand Slam to side. And I think that's well within their grasp. I think they'll beat Italy. You know, they made a few changes, obviously, but that's a good thing that rests a few of the key players in the forwards. I think we need to find a bit more dynamism in the forwards, and I think he's changed the back row. Uh, um, Levy comes in, who was outstanding last week when he came on, and, of course, Jack Conan, uh, you know, who's a, a, who's a great ball carrier. So they don't, uh, they're not lessened by, by the selections that, uh, that Joe has made. Six Nations, two Kiwis. The Six at Six with Pat Courtney and Brent Pope. With thanks to the all-new Honda Civic Diesel, exclusively on Radio Nova. Right, Brent, back to Pat's panel. Here is the representative from Munster, Dr. Dave, PhD. It's tempting to say foregone conclusion, Dr. Dave. Pat, it's hard to disagree with that. Uh, Basically, we're looking at, as my old science teacher would say, apples and oranges. You know, this week, we're playing Italy. All the talk coming out of the camp is that we are not talking about bonus points. We're not worried about the amount of tries. But if we're honest, uh, England have already put a score up on Italy. And I'm sure that the boys in our camp are very determined and, and not a little confident about going out and doing the same to, to Italy this week. I mean, last week I thought was, uh, no matter what kind of sport you love, it was just one of those nail-biting, gory kind of games that you just discovered what kind of spirit organization and uh, brains the team have, whereas this week we're looking for flair, creation. The talk is very professional. You know, you hear Peter Romani almost saying, Jesus, we wouldn't care if we didn't score a try at all, but uh, they're just very versed in not revealing to the media or opposition, and you got to expect against Italy that we're going to show maybe not our, our whole hand with bigger games coming up against Wales and, and Scotland, but you'll definitely see, I think, more invention. The one thing I will say as well, which is maybe on or off the record, but I did say last week that I thought uh, Dan Levy might have been starting anyway. But uh, when he came on, I, I don't think he just replaced Vander Fleer. I thought he was, you know, I think he's a seven for Ireland. I think he's just got serious hardness about him, savagely fit, uh, and he's a great ball player. You know? And I, you know, it hurts me to say all that, obviously. <laughs> Yeah, well said. I think that she's just about summed it up perfectly. They won't talk about bonus points. Of course they don't, because it's the whole adage, the cliche, you win first. And I think it's paying disrespect to Italy if you start rolling out talk of a bonus point before you've even played the game. Having said that, I don't think it's going to come down to that. I really still believe it's going to come down to that last match anyway. And the point situation works that if you're going for a Grand Slam and you win that match, it doesn't matter regardless how many points you are behind in the bonus point system. Because previously... A team like England could have racked up enough bonus points to, to even in the final game, if it come down to a Grand Slam, still win the championship. But they've taken that out of it. So I think that there will be two unbeaten teams going into that last match. So seriously do. So I, th- I don't think the bonus points are going to play a huge part in it. What I do think is playing a huge part in it is confidence. And I think uh, Doctor is right. Ireland need to show a bit more dynamism, a bit more inventive play than they did against France. Now, again, that's respectful to the French defence. I think Ireland found them harder to break down than they, than they might have thought for a team that had just come together. And the French, I don't think the French will play that well again at uh, this tournament. I think a new room sweeps clean, a new coach in, players playing for positions, hugely physical performance by France. I think that Ireland were a bit shell-shocked by that. They started well and then they sort of went back into the shell. They probably should have gone for maybe a kicking game, uh, even got the ball in behind the, the, 
advancing French defence. But I think that, yeah, for 40 minutes against Italy, they'll have to pay the Italians respect. They'll have to get uh, a bit of a cushion, and then we might see a bit of a breakout. And then we might see guys like Jordan Lama come on or whatever for his debut, bring a bit of that sort of, I suppose, X-factor play mm. to Ireland's play. Real because exciting. they will need it. They will need that type of play against Wales. <laughs> Not so much against Scotland. Now, I might be wrong about Scotland. They may bounce back and thrash France or whatever they may, but I just don't see enough for them to worry Italy. I think that the Welsh match will be vital. They don't have a great record over here. You've got to take home advantage. And again, I'm eyeing up that last match against England uh, as the sort of winner-takes-all situation. And that would be a good that would be a good uh, reward for, for, for this year's championship. And now from Pat's panel, here is the representative from Connacht. It's Donica. And he has a bone to pick with you. Uh, I'd like Mr. Pope to clarify a comment from last week. The token Connell Clare. He was going on about Tiernan O'Halloran. He was going on about making space in the team. You already have your token Connell Clare with Bundyaki. He's not a token player. He's there on merit. Like, if you saw the game he played at the weekend, like, he was strong in defence, he puts in some cracking tackles, and his attacking play is good as well. He knows when to let go of the ball. So do you feel that this token Connacht player is, is kind of an ongoing thing that this you guys to- have this, to... Well, this token Connacht player is something that was bandied about 10, 20 years ago. There's four Connacht players in the setup at the moment with Quinn Rue, Alton Salan, uh, Kara Marmion, and Bundy. But there's also... Finley Beanham, who's injured at the moment, that he could actually be there at the setup as well. If you look at what Connacht are trying to do and their plan for the next 10 years, it's trying to get five players within a matchday squad. Now, at the moment, we have two with Bundyaki and Kieran Marmion. Donica from Pat's panel, the Connacht member. Yeah, now see, I don't actually no. remember you. I being did. Partic- I want an apology because I don't. Say, I didn't say the word token. No, I didn't think you did either. But just so had, he's they're wrong. very sensitive, aren't they? Exactly. He's very yeah, sensitive. He's wrong. What I said was, and, and I agree with him on the one part. I said that Bundyaki. I think Bundyaki had a fabulous game. He was just about my player of the day, as far as Ireland is concerned. I talked about uh, Halloran being able to bring something into into the team, into the squad, and that's it. I certainly didn't say yeah. a token Connacht player. And we'll go back over that recording <laughs> and we'll see. Do we I, have that advantage? No, I talked about Connacht. And I mean, at this stage, because the, the I suppose the provinces are doing so well, it's a hard team to get into. You know, who do you make way for these players? It's all very well saying, look, select these guys. Look, Pat, we don't want to be in a situation where Irish rugby is that they start picking te- uh, players from provinces to represent the Irish team. You get in there on merit. If a Connacht player is good enough and Joe thinks he's good enough, he will select them, and that's the way it should be, because that's fair on everybody. And I didn't use the word token, and I, I'm delighted for Bundyaki. I'm delighted, you know, if another Connacht player gets in, because there's some fantastic Connacht players, and they're having a great season. I'm a huge fan of Connacht rugby, so, no, I'm a bit upset about that, to be honest. Six Nations, two Kiwis. The Six at Six with Pat Courtney and Brent Pope. With thanks to the all-new Honda Civic Diesel, exclusively on Radio Nova. Okay, I've given up apologising for this because it has to happen <laughs> at this stage. Make your prediction. Yeah, well, I got it right last week. Yeah. Just, 
because I said that Ireland would win. I didn't. I thought they would be more comfortable uh, in their win. I'd have to say that. And I think so if things you were they'd right be the more game, comfortable. My, Jesus, with seconds left on the pacemaker, oh, it was gone. The game was gone. Well, I mean, whatever way you want to yeah, want to look at that, had France knocked over that penalty, I don't think Ireland had a try on them. I think when it became only a couple of point margin, then I think that absolutely, I was watching it in studio and I said, you know what, Ireland are going to get a penalty or something like this. The number, number of games that are won or lost in the, in the last five minutes of matches, both in football and rugby, is it's amazing. And yet the team that is leading tends to stand off. They don't want to make a mistake. You could see the French guys putting up their hands. They weren't going to go away and give the, a penalty. Ireland were coming at them in waves and waves and waves. They were always going to make ground because the French weren't wanting to engage in the ruck situation, mm. just fanning out. But, I mean, you know, Sexton had some uh, to take that kick on. But, look, anyway, they played their get-out-of-jail card free uh, uh, for the first week. Italy will be competitive for 50 or 60 minutes that match, and I wouldn't like to see Ireland thinking about bonus points or whatever. I think that'll be an Ireland win, and I think probably looking, I think Ireland will run out a couple of scores on this, maybe the last 10 minutes, a bit like England did. Uh, you could be looking at something. I don't think they'll leak as many tries Italy as, as uh, England got on them. I think they'll have, Conor Shea would have worked on their defence a lot this week. I so said they'll be competitive. I'm looking like something like oh, 25-8 or somewhere around there. To Ireland. Brent, thanks. Thank See you next week. See you next week, man. Over and out, or under and out, or up and under, whatever you call it. <laughs> you say. have a lot to learn. You have a lot to learn. <laughs> yeah, you can say that. <laughs> Six Nations, two Kiwis. You're listening to the Six at Six special podcast with Pat Courtney and Brent Pope. With thanks to Honda, power of dreams. Exclusively on Radio Nova.